The Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted, and no use in part or full is to be used without written express consent from the Art of Relationships Radio Show or myself, Greg Dzinski. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dzinski, also known as Master G., the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners and help him with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Wednesday evening. Uh, Hopefully, everybody's having a good week. Okay, already uh, settled in, rested up from the 4th of July weekend. Hopefully, everybody's doing awesome. Going to talk tonight about what makes a good partner, right? Everybody has, this is very subjective, and it's up to each individual in each relationship, you know what, what makes a great partner, okay? I'm going to hit on also to integrate not only that, you know, what makes a good partner, but also what makes a good partner and you're able to hold on to yourself. And I put this on uh, Facebook earlier, um, hitting on, you know, how, how do you be a good partner, but yet hold on to yourself, right? Being a good partner doesn't mean you're a doormat, whatever. Some people might love that, but let's face it. Those that are uh, completely uh, doormats, people pleasers, I've said this before, they're, you know, sort of pathetic, and that's a huge turnoff. So you want to hold on to yourself, but yet be a good partner. And what does it take, you know? Like I said, it's subjective. Everybody's different. But the most aspects I have found that make a a good partner, you're able to talk to each other. Number one, I think that's a no-brainer, right? But actually, not only talking to each other, are you able to listen? Can you hear what your partner is saying? Or are you already on guard, ready to shoot back? Are you already thinking what you're going to say back while your partner is talking to you? You know what? That is not productive and that's not too cool because a lot of people, they want to speak, right? They want to be heard. Human nature, most of us want to be heard. I do too. However, if you want to be heard so bad that um, you're not respecting your partner, you're not letting them finish their sentences, their complete thoughts, that is being disrespectful and it's going to piss your partner off. You're thinking, okay... I'm talking to you, you know, what I have to say is important, and here you're either cutting me off, or, you know what, you're already trying to combat me what I'm saying, and you're not letting me finish. Being a good partner is being able to hear each other and try to understand each other. Number one aspect, trying to understand each other, is to listen fully, right? Now, if someone, your partner's over talking all the time, going on for a half an hour and doesn't want you to say anything, I don't think that's too fair either. A conversation is what? It's two ways, right? It's not one-sided. So, number one, you actually want to hear what your partner has to say and try to understand them. And if you do not 
understand them or you think you missed something, you think you've taken something out of context, you know what? Can you ask? These are all crucial aspects about being a good partner. You know what? Do you jump to conclusions all the time? Are you always assuming the negative with your partner? Always assuming a ne- negative and everything, um, you're going to have people shut down on you. Your partner's going to shut off, withdraw from you, or go you know, get pissed off, angry all the time. And you're going to battle, man. You're going to battle emotionally. Okay? What else makes a good partner? Trust, right? Huge. <laughs> Trust is huge. Not only, you know, it could be everyone builds trust, and I talked about this before as far as cheating, whatever, but it's also that you can trust them that they are doing mm, what they say they're going to do, right? You trust. They're going to follow through. Huge. They're going to say and do what they say, right? That's huge. Trust. If you have somebody that keeps telling you, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to change, I'm going to change, whatever, and they don't do it, you don't see any attempts to do it, you know what? You're not going to trust in their word, and that's huge. That also makes a good partner. So you want to do you know, what you say you're going to do. You want to follow through, right? You want to be dependable. That all follows, you know, follows through with the trust aspect, and also... The emotional trust being a good partner that you're not going to go blab to your friends. You're not going to go run out to family members and, you know, bash each other. That's the emotional safety I also, I sort of hit on and I heavily promote. You know, you have to feel emotionally safe with each other where you can talk to each other about anything. Could be about sexual differences, um, you know, problems at work or maybe parenting differences, anything, or you're getting pissed off, annoyed, not feeling loved, appreciated, that you can talk about this, that you feel safe, that the other one isn't going to chastise you for what you have to say or belittle you for maybe the way you feel. Also, being a good partner is not telling your partner everything they want to hear. I'm all about being positive and being emotionally supportive, but if something is not maybe going the way you would like, you know what? That's life. We all know that. But are you going to be able to tell your partner right away? Are you going to let it fester for a month, two months, three months? I've had couples for years that have festered stuff that happened five, six, seven years ago. And the other partner has no clue. So what makes a good partner is communicating these things when something bothers you, upsets you makes you angry or simply pisses you off that you're able to say it and say it respectfully. If you start attacking and belittling your partner, you know what? You're going to create that that emotional safety and that is going to be destroyed. So you want to do so in a respectful manner, right? Other aspects about, you know, maintaining or being a good partner, you know, is, is being honest, being open. You don't want to get in a name-calling, belittling. A lot of people, um, I think, take these for granted. You take these things for granted, like, you know what, uh, we'll never get into this, and we start falling into this. And there was a couple people on you know, Facebook that mentioned uh, very wisely about, 
when I mention about holding on to yourself, and I touched on this on Facebook, and it's so crucial. So many people, you know, being a good partner, you think maybe you're concentrating on being a good partner, trying to listen and all this stuff, and you might not speak your mind because you're afraid to hurt their feelings or piss them off. I'm not for that because you start losing yourself. You start losing yourself, you start losing your identity, and what starts happening? Either you withdraw, you shut down emotionally, and you become numb, right? When you become numb, you are not being a good partner. You're withdrawing. Or another thing that happens after the resentment sets in and you start losing yourself, not being able to speak your mind um, or be be who you want to be as a person, you get pissed off and you start getting angry and start picking fights. Or maybe you start nitpicking. When you start losing yourself, you know, it's very difficult to be a good partner because you're so, if you want to say licking your wounds or, you know, with your own hurt, that it's coming across in a negative way. Either, like I said, you withdraw or you cause it in anger and you're pushing your other partner around. So if you start losing yourself, you know, what can you do about it? Good partners are able to talk about this, right? They're able to talk. You know what? I, I feel like I'm losing myself. Okay, what needs to be done? Good partners don't come and oh, you're nuts, you're crazy, you're exaggerating, you're whatever. You know what? Why do you feel you're losing yourself? Again, being a good partner is listening, trying to help, and trying to be supportive. And how many people, when you start losing yourself and... You feel your partner's not being a good partner to you, and you start saying, oh, you're trying to control me. You're trying to change me. No, maybe they're trying to teach you. So being a good partner is trying to look at, the number one thing is trying to learn from each other. You know what? Why are you pissed off? Being a good partner is also being, if you want to say it's being a good investigator, right? Instead of getting defensive, right? And you automatically assume you're being attacked. Maybe you can be a good investigator or a good detective and find out what is going on. Why is your partner feeling this way? You know, why are they pissed off? Why are they withdrawing? Maybe taking responsibility. What am I doing to cause this? We're so reactive in self-help books. There might be some good ones out there, a lot of bad ones out there, but we tend to look at you know what, see you're reading a self-help book and, you know, you're going across that book and pointing out the things your partner should be doing, but what should you be doing? A good partner is able to take responsibility, right, maybe for their role in the relationship. What am I doing to cause my partner to withdraw? What am I doing to cause my partner to not be able to feel safe talking to me? What am I doing to piss my partner off? Make him angry, yell, belittle. Maybe you're not doing anything, but you need to do a number one gut check and take responsibility. It might not be your fault, but at least check. Not that it's a fault or blame. I've done that a long time ago, and I get rid of blame um, and you know the tit-for-tat crap. But being a good partner is taking responsibility for where the relationship is currently you know if it's bad and also giving props and check in a good partner might check in are you are you feeling loved desired by me how many people get into it and you start taking that for granted you know you might start off as 
great partners at the beginning, right? The love, the passion, everything's there. The sex, right? Let's hope. <laughs> but um, you start taking all those things for granted, and all of a sudden they're gone. And you wonder what the hell happened. Chances are because you're not doing the same thing you did when you started dating. So being a good partner is trying to key in on, okay, what made us great? Again, going back to being that detective and being, you know, the investigator and looking at where did, where's this going wrong at and what's going on? You know, is my partner feeling like they're selling themselves out? That they're doing something they don't want to do? Why are they being resentful? Is it because they're not being heard? Being a good partner is, you know, all those things about, you know, being taking responsibility being a good listener and actually hearing and also being a great um, investigator or detective when things go awry or things sort of hit the fan. Instead of, you know, being afraid of, you know, being blamed or trying to blame the other one or always being right or wrong, good partners are able to look at, you know what, instead of blaming whatever, what can we do about it to fix it? What can we do to solve the problem? What can we do to get back on track and to ignite or reignite the passion, the desire, and the love, and not only that, the best friends that we've had before? What can we do? What can I do uh, to take responsibility to do this? And hopefully our partner will be the same. Chances are, you know what, we're not going to have that many further uh, problems if we handle it, or if we do have problems. I, I mean, I'm not... In fantasy land, every relationship, even great ones, have problems. It's how they solve those problems and work as a team instead of treating each other as an enemy. Being a good partner is looking at a partnership, not adversaries, not looking at each other as enemies, right? How can I teach my partner and how can I learn from my partner? Okay? Welcome. Again, you can join me on... uh, Give me a call on the Art of Relationships radio show at 586-840-8608. And please feel free to join me on chat with your questions uh, about maybe what makes a good partner in your eyes, right? I will be back uh, in a few minutes. I appreciate everybody listening in, okay? Everybody, uh, talk to you soon. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shea on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shea on Facebook.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Art of Relationships radio show. This is uh, Greg Dzinski, and also of those people that are in uh, actually Tri-County, uh, Metro Detroit area, uh, I am uh, holding a relationship uh, marriage presentation workshop, Reigniting Your Relationship. It's also for singles out there as well that maybe if you want to get into a relationship, try to get some key points uh, key components as well to make it a healthy, healthy, or I can't even talk. Sorry, people. Healthy, happy uh, relationship. Uh, maybe that you want and you crave, and it'll give you some pointers on how to get there, and how, most importantly, not only get there, but also how to maintain it. Right? How to keep it going? How to keep those fires and passion burning for hopefully forever for a lifetime? You can find uh, tickets available information on my Facebook. Under my name, uh, Greg Dzinski, or also the Art of Relationships uh, Facebook page, too. Um, so hopefully join the fun. There will be hopefully a lot of knowledge shared, and also hopefully uh, quite a few laughs as well. So join in. That's going to be at Total Sports, August 9th, Saturday evening, starting at 7 p.m. So check out my Facebook page or pages and get some information. Going back to what makes a good partner, a lot of aspects, uh, you know, talk about trustworthy, everything else. <clears throat> what else, you know, making a good uh, partner and everything is what about how often do you make each other a priority? When you first start dating, you know what? You might make each other a priority huge, right? It's hard, and I mentioned, you know, about dating someone with kids or, you know, starting or getting into a stepfamily dynamic. Of course, you're going to date first, I would hope. You know, how, how did you make each other a priority only, you know, even with kids involved? You know, what happens? What do you do when you start going in or say you do get, you know, start dating, make each other, you're very important. Then you have kids and the kids come first. What happens? You need to make sure that you put each other Make each other important. I stress that. And I said, you know, traditional nuclear relationships, you get married, have a couple kids or whatever, have a kid, you know, you're in a relationship. <clears throat> you need to make each other important. You know, all the attention cannot go to that kid or your relationship will die. It'll fizzle. It'll get bored. It'll get stagnant. And there's going to be resentment set in because you or your partner is not going to feel important. You're not going to feel important, loved, whatever. So the key component about being a good good partner is what do you do to maintain or you know show your partner that they, they are crucial to you, that they are important, that they're valued. You know, being a good partner is maybe checking in to make sure that they do feel important. People might say, and I've heard this over the years, oh that's corny, that's what no it isn't corny, because it's showing that you care, right? It's shown that their importance and how they feel is important to you. Nah, another key important. You know, how do you you make each other feel important? That's huge. That is huge. And that is being a good partner. That is not lame. That's not being corny or whatever. You know, you do, you know, it could be weekly check-ins, monthly, whatever. I think so many people, they use this old adage to do an assessment. Maybe every year, every anniversary, they do an assessment, a status 
assessment on a relationship. You know, are they getting their needs met? Are they being made to feel important? I hate to tell you this. I love the idea, but I hate, or I should say, let me rephrase that. I love the concept, but I sort of hate the idea about the relation or the anniversary status ups, updates. I think it needs to be a lot more frequent than that. It can be monthly. It can be, I think, weekly. Is it going to be daily? No, you're going to drive each other nuts. Um, and I think that's impossible with day-to-day you know, life and every work and everything else going on. So day-to-day stuff, I think that's crazy and you drive each other nuts. <clears throat> you know, even weekly, even at the very, very least, people do status updates on a monthly basis of where the relationship is and how one of you or each one of you are feeling. Do you feel loved? You know, that is being a good partner that you care how the other one is feeling. Do they feel loved? Do they feel desired? And how many people, you know, being a good partner, it's very difficult. If you don't feel loved, you don't feel desired, right? So what do you start doing? Do you start nagging? Do you start ripping? Do you start belittling? Or do you withdraw? And is that being a good partner? Or is that sort of sulking? Or is that a pity party? Ooh, maybe a little bit of both, but however, I understand it. That's that's being human, right? When we're hurting, we're not feeling love. We're going to withdraw, we're going to fight back, and we're going to try to force that issue. I want you to be a good partner and try to talk about it and get on those aspects to be able to get those hurts out there. That's why I say, you know, at least a monthly status update about how the relationship are. Are you feeling loved? Are you feeling desired, cherished, whatever? It might not happen, it's not going to happen 24-7, but at least you check in that you care. And the more you take care of the relationship, the better chances you're going to have a healthy, happy, passionate relationship. You know what, being a good partner also, I hear this all the time about compromise, right? Do good partners compromise? Yes, they do, right? I've said this before, however, I also said I'm not a huge fan and I don't believe that you can compromise on huge issues. You know, sexual differences, um, you know, frequency, I'll talk about that. You know, living maybe one wants to live in a city, one wants to live on a farm. I did that in one episode, you know, but trying to compromise on on little things, right? That's being a good partner too. Or do you, if you don't get your way, do you always whine, complain, and carry on? Let's face it. We all want to get our way. Me too. We all love getting our way, right? But however, if we don't, then how do we respond? How do we act? Do we pout? Do we cry? Do we call names? That is not being a good partner. And it's almost like you're Going back to, you know, finding yourself and selling yourself out and maintaining your sense of self, you know, is that maybe your inner child coming out or can you hold, you know, sort of get a hold of yourself and say, you know what, I'm not feeling this way and I want to, I want to feel loved, I want to feel desired and I, I, I'm not going to rant, I'm not going to rave, I'm not going to beg and I'm not going to name call and whatever, okay, that's maintaining your sense of self. And that is being very healthy. You're able to speak your mind, get your, you know, get your thoughts and your feelings out there. And, you know, your partner hopefully will sort of validate those and understand. He he or she might not always agree with you. But you also want to hit on, 
you know, they don't agree with you, but they still love you. And that's a key component that you want to hit on. You know what? They still love you, but they have the right, they have the ability, right, to disagree with you. That's holding on to yourself. And if you both respect each other's ability to disagree with one another, but it doesn't mean you don't love each other, that is huge. You know, that's still holding on to yourself. And also, when you start feeling better about yourself, you're going to be a better partner. You're going to feel more confident, right? And confidence, let's face it, confidence is sexy, right? It's a huge turn on. Um, so maintaining that aspects um, also works hand in hand in being, you know, being that great partner that you want. I think most people go into a relationship, you want to be a good partner. You know, you're caring, you're attentive. And then that fades. You get tired. You get complacent. Yeah, we take that crap for granted. But I'm here to help you, so you know what? You don't. That's why I said the status updates, the monthly status updates are huge, you know, where you stand. Do you feel like you're being taken for granted? Or if you are, can you bring that up before? I don't want you to hold on to it for, oh, i got to hold on to this to our monthly status. Hell no. I don't want you to wait that long. I want you to be able to speak that. <clears throat> Excuse me. God, my voice is going through puberty, people. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I want you to be able to speak your mind right away if you're feeling a certain thing, okay? I am going to take another little breather. About the, about the halfway point. Welcome, everybody. You can uh, give me a shout. At 586-840-8608. I will be back uh, within a few minutes. Thanks for holding in, people. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
And we're back again, people. Thanks for holding on and uh, all the support I've been getting out there with the fans. Over uh, 700, oh, yeah, over 720, 730 followers on Spreaker. I appreciate that. Um, hopefully spread the news. I'm all about, like I said, this is all about you, the Art of Our Relationships radio show. It's all about you, the people out there, and trying to help and maintain healthy, strong, passionate, loving relationships out there. Um, before the break, talking about, you know, making each other feel important and everything and still holding on to yourself too. You know, how do you do that in a relationship? You know, a lot of people, unfortunately, might give up, you know, hobbies, might give up a bunch of friends, all this stuff to get into a relationship. Because let's face it, it feels good. You love hanging around that person. But after a while, you, that's where the resentment starts setting in. Like I said about selling yourself out, you might give up your goals, your maybe, you know, lifetime goals, maybe career goals, whatever. Um, how can you still hold on to that and balance that with that new relationship? I'm going to tell you, uh, even from personal experience, that, you know, you start giving that up or someone wants to take that goal or your dreams away from you, you're going to be pissed. You're going to be, not only that, you're going to be hurt because you're not going to be accepted for maybe who the person you were originally that we've all heard this, that they want to change you. And that's, you know, that's not a good situation. You're going to pull back, get pissed, resentful. It's going to set in and you're going to have problems. So, you know, but it's a balance, right? You, you don't um, hang out with your friends every night, right? We talk about that. This is all part of, you know, making your partner feel important. You know, if you're hanging out with your partner or maybe other relatives, family members, whatever, um, you know, extended family members, I should say, you know, if you're hanging out with them, spending more time with them than you are your significant other, there's a problem. You know, there there's a problem. You get married or get in a relationship, hopefully to evolve and grow through all that aspect. And, you know, being being that good partner, again, is, you know, making them feel important, but also giving them space to hold on to their career goals, maybe friends, hobbies and stuff. It's, it's a balancing act. But if you're sort of not making them feel important and you're, you know, extended family, I get a lot of couples in here that say the in-laws or outlaws, whatever you want to name them, you know, they're still taking precedence. And, you know, we can get into cultural aspects. I'm not going to go there now, but um, the cultural aspects or extended family that, you know what, the mother of your husband or father of your husband or girlfriend, boyfriend or wife, whatever, is, you know, they're taking precedence, especially in a marriage situation. You know, the marriage situation, it should be about the husband, wife, or partners, right, in legalized states, that it's about the partners, right? And that's where the secondary, you know, the new, the existing family, mothers, fathers, whatever, who raised your grandparents, they need to become secondary. And some people, mothers might, the old stereotypical look at, you know, everyone loves Raymond and Raymond's mother, annoying everything, right? She still wanted to be number one woman in Raymond's life. That can't happen. That's going to create animosity. It's going to create problems in a relationship. So if you allow that to happen, you know, again, a broken right, you're not going to be, you're not being a good partner because you're not making your partner feel important and feel like they're number one in your life. Okay? Talking about not only levels of importance, you know, when you evolve, you grow. How do you sort of allow each other to grow 
but that you don't grow apart. That you grow together, you evolve together. How how can you be there without you know you support one another with the way they grow? And I you know I stress this and I've mentioned this numerous shows. You know we're not when we're thirty years old. We're not the same person we are when we're twenty. You know when we're forty. We're not the same as we are when we're thirty. But how do you grow and how do you evolve together? And I think that is one of the most crucial elements. You know, that a lot of people hold on or sort of lose or maybe not know how to do that. And, you know, you want to check in and what, you know, where you're going, what you want to do or adjust. Being a good partner is also being flexible. As times go on, you know, your needs might change. You know, your needs at the beginning of a relationship or marriage, they might be one thing. Five years later, they might change a little bit. You know, and how can you sort of be flexible and change what those needs? And if you don't, chances are the relationship's going to be dead. So I'm all about, you know, holding on to yourself, but also being flexible to meet the needs of the relationship and your partner and evolve those needs. You know, that that is huge. Losing ourselves, you know, going back to it is easy to do. It's hard when you love somebody. Uh, it, it's very, very difficult to do. Or I should say not to do. I apologize. You know, it, It's very difficult not to do, to lose yourself. But yet, you know, be a good partner. You want to hold on to those aspects. Now, you know, we talked about trust. We talked about, you know, the honesty aspect. Talked about listening. They're all huge. You know, listening, hearing, actually hearing each other and communicating and also trying to understand our partner's feelings instead of view them as right or wrong. How can you be a good partner sexually, right? It wouldn't be me if I didn't bring up sex once in a while, right? Um, how, you know, what do you do? What makes a good sex partner? Let's face it. You know what? I talked about, you know, what do you do about bringing your freak on or, you know, bringing out your eroticism uh, a month or so ago. I'm all about that and uh, expand on that. You know, what do you do to be a good sex partner? As a good sex partner, always pleasing their partner. It's always selling themselves out to their partner. Is that being is that being a good mate, being a good partner? Yeah, not all the time, right? Because you're going to get ticked. It's got to be about both of you. It's that the yin and yang, and I even have that, you know, as my logo, um, the yin and yang, the balancing aspect. You know, it, I'm all about. It needs to be about both of you. You know, does it have to be about both of you every single time sexually? No. You know, being a good partner is learning, coming out of your comfort zone, learning what your partner likes, what they don't like, how they want to be touched. And if you keep coming out and saying, well, this is me, I'm whatever, you know what? You're going to get sort of deflected because that's another way of showing your partner that maybe they're not important. Their needs or their wants might not be important. Again, I want to stress, everybody has their boundaries. And those boundaries need to be respected. And if one thing, you know, you want to try something, your partner says no. You know, I'm talking extremes. You know, I'm not talking mild to moderate stuff i'm talking extremes you know i want to try whips and chains and your partner um doesn't want to being a good partner is also respecting that and keying in on um you know with sexual aspects what is what is going on is it boring 
and hitting on maybe it's the emotional connection that is missing. And what can I do to maybe bring this up? What can I do to bring this up to alive in our, you know, our sexual relationship? You know, is it the emotional? Is it physical? And what starts happening? Say if there are, you know, emo sexual aspects, um, you know, vaginal pain disorder. Um, I hate, you know, I brought this up before, you know, vaginal pain disorder, um, early ejaculation, erectile problems. You know, being a good partner is not belittling. Your partner feels bad enough as it is. Most of them, right? They feel bad about the problem. It's self-esteem, self-issues, performance anxiety. And if you're a partner that sits there belittles, oh my God, I can't believe you know, you're know you sore. Oh my God, you, it's all your fault type of thing. That's not being a good partner. Good partners are team, right? They're teammates. They work together to make the relationship healthy, happy, passionate. And if there's an issue sexually, that's no different. And especially with like when we're naked and our sexual aspects hit um, and hit our ego, we don't want our partner to belittle us, to ridicule us. So we want to be, you know, a huge aspect. We want to hit on those aspects to work together as a team and work as a team to remedy the situations, you know. What can I do? What can I, you know, what can I do to, you know, help with the problem? Am I being supportive or am I being totally frustrated? Am I totally being selfish? Am I being uncaring? That's going to kill and that's, that's going to eliminate and destroy not only the physical connection and the sexual aspects if there's a problem. It's all going to destroy, and I mentioned at the beginning of the show, it's going to destroy the emotional safety because you're not going to feel safe to talk about because you're being belittled, maybe ridiculed or criticized. And what happens if one partner doesn't want to be you know, as a, affectionate or you know, at the beginning, it's all hot and heavy. Maybe, you know, everyone's touching each other. Great, making each other feel loved. And you care about that person. And that goes away. And, you know, what do you do as partners to try to bring that back or find that out? Oh, maybe it's just me, right? Oh, this is the way I am now. Take it or leave it. Ooh. And what if your partner says, you know what? I'm going to leave it because I feel like you sold me something, Right? You sold me, you know, I paid the price. I wanted a Cadillac and I got this, uh, you know, freaking uh, Pinno. And a lot of people, listeners out there might not know what a Ford Pinno is. They haven't made them in years. But, you know, say you're buying buying a house that's, you know, brand new and you're uh, for 2,500 square feet and you're getting a house that was built in the 1920s that's 800 square feet. You know what I mean? You're getting, you're presenting yourself as one thing. And you're not being another. That's not being a good partner. Being a good partner is being true to yourself, right? But also not misleading each other, you know? Presenting your real face, your real self to each other. That is being a huge, um, huge contributing factor. Again, that builds trust and that maintains the honesty between you two. And being a good partner is doing that. Showing yourself. Being all this aspect, you know, and what happens if one partner gets away from this? They don't care anymore. 
then this gets back to maintaining and holding on to yourself, right? Holding on to your values, holding on to what you deserve. Not in a selfish manner or arrogant manner, but you know what? I deserve. I want to be loved. I want to be cherished. I want to be desired. And if I'm not getting it and say my partner is not being a team player and not caring or whatever, not working with me and trying to solve the issues, then what do you do? Then you have to hold on to yourself and not fall into a doormat and start begging mode. I'm all about, like I said, being an investigator and a detective and trying to solve the problems. But if you have an unwilling participant, unwilling teammate to play, if you will, the game, they're not being a good partner. And this is where you got to maintain your sense of self and do what's best for you to hold on to your dignity again, right? You deserve to be loved. You de- deserve to be cherished, desired. Uh, sexually pleased, right? And if you're not getting that, maybe it's time to move on. You know, if they're not being a team player and they're not willing to work with you and try to, you know, fight for the relationship, then you need to fight for yourself and stick to your own values, stick to your, you know, your values, your morals, your beliefs, what they are. I don't want anyone to sell them out for anybody because you're going to hate yourself down the road, Okay. I'm going to take one last break, and I'm going to be back to finish this up. Let me hear your uh, calls. Give me a call. Keep me awake, people. 586-840-8608. Make sure you check out uh, my Facebook page, too, for the Reigniting uh, Relationships uh, Presentation Workshop again uh, in Harrison Township, uh, Metro Detroit area, area. Saturday, August 9th at 7 p.m. at Total Sports. Sorry, Uh, I'll be back shortly, people. Thank you again. Check out PPRNlive.com. They have shows every Tuesday, Wednesday evening from 7 to 10 p.m. You want some hilarious hosts, hilarious guests, plus upcoming new stars of the band future? Check out PPRNlive.com. If you're looking for that unique, cool fashion statement, check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. She has hand-painted, uh, hand-designed canvas shoes for you, your loved one. It's an inspirational piece unique to your own taste. Check out Shoes by Shay on Facebook. Again, that's Shoes by Shay on Facebook.
Hello, everybody. It's uh, Greg Dzinski, uh Master G, back uh, for the last segment of the show, talking about uh, what would it take to be a good partner and also maintaining your sense of self. So hopefully everybody's listening. Uh, it's going to be the last segment of the show, so please call in uh, with your questions, comments, anything you have at 586-840-8608. You can also join me on uh, the open uh, chat room, too, please, with your questions. Um, you know, going to finish up segment, you know, being a good partner, you know, it's a lot of information up there. Um, and there's a, the big balance is, you know, how do you hold on to yourself? Stick to your, you know, values, morals, everything that holds true to you without selling yourself out and still being a good partner, right? Being a good partner is not being selfish, but it's also making sure each other's needs are being met. That each other's, you know, feelings are accounted for. Get rid of the right or wrong and get at, you know what, if we're feeling a certain way, if we're not feeling loved, if we're not feeling desired, or our partner isn't. You know, within reason, what am I doing wrong or what can I do to change it? That taking that self-responsibility, right? Being confident enough to look at, you know what, I feel hurt or, you know, I don't trust, you know, whatever. I'm uneasy. I feel jealous. And hopefully your partner, oh, jealous, you're just crazy, you're whacked and all this stuff. No. You know what? What am I doing what am I doing or what can I do to not make you jealous? What can I do to maybe not make you mad or make you feel insecure? What can I do to do this? Because I want to be a good partner. I want us to jive. Now, you know, we all know there's people out there that are um, textbook term codependent, right? You know, you could be doing everything perfect, right, nurse? They might still be jealous. They still might be very insecure, um, and I'm not talking those aspects. Those are more maybe clinical, clinical interventions, whatever. They might need help to work on those aspects, okay? But you know what? If you do, you know, you do what you say you're going to do, you're following those practices. You're showing your partner, you know, that you love him or her, that you're making them feel important. I'm not talking you're, you think in your own head you are. You know what? But you actually are. And part of being a good partner, you know, you could show the love aspect. You know what? I, I'm there all the time. You know, I come home every night, whatever. But if your partner does not feel loved, desired, cherished, important, you need to find out. Being a good partner is not, oh, I'm already doing that. Don't assume. You need to make sure that what they need to feel those things is being met and you're providing them to the best that you can. Again, this, you know, it's not going to be 24-7, but for the most part, you know, your intentions could be terrific. Your intentions could be so awesome at, you know, showing your love, whatever, but if it's not what they need, it's going to miss the mark. And you're wondering why your partner is ornery, grouchy, or maybe withdrawn, or distant, or maybe cut off sex. And yeah, men do it, the men cut off sex too, ladies, it's not just you. That you start feeling those aspects and looking at, um, you know what, I'm showing them I love them. I show them I, you know, show her I love her, always there and all this stuff. But it, your intention might be awesome, but it might be missing the mark. So being a good partner is making, you know, finding out what the hell they need to feel those things, to feel loved, to feel cherished, to feel desired and important and to feel emotionally safe. You know, your job 
being a good partner, being a loving partner, caring partner, is looking at those aspects and, you know what, I think I'm giving it, but maybe it's missing the mark. It's not getting resentful. It's not, oh, screw you, I already show you I love you. No, it's about learning, remember? At the beginning of this show, I said being a good partner is learning what your other partner needs to feel. You know, love, safe, secure, desired, right? And made to feel important. So, you know, being a good partner is also teaching people. Don't assume your partner should know. Being a good partner is teaching your partner exactly. Be specific what you need. A lot of guys, right? Yeah, I'm going to bash us out there. A lot of guys, we might be brain dead. We might be Neanderthals, right? Women, you know, they might assume we need, men should already know what we want to feel loved and all this stuff. You know what? We might think you know what you need or we think, you know, we're doing it, but we might not. We might be missing the mark. Teach us, right? Being a good partner is teaching our partners how to love us, what we need. So don't be shy, Kick that up. You know, you instill these aspects. And like I said, at least do once a month check-ins, status updates on where you are in the relationship, how you feel, and be honest with each other. And you want to learn from each other because you want to make it better. Remember, being a good partner, you want to learn because you want your partner to feel loved, cherished, safe, important, all these aspects. So number one thing, you want to key in on that. You want to teach and you also want to learn from each other. Don't come across as nagging or controlling or bashing, belittling, name-calling. Because that's going to push each other away, cause heated arguments and put wedges between you. Yeah, it's human nature. I get it. But when you're hurting, speak from the hurt. Be a good partner and speak from that hurt. Don't speak from the anger. Don't withdraw and push your partner away. Be a good partner and try to bring them towards you to teach them what you need and teach them what you're feeling. On that note, be a good partner and be able to learn that you want to learn because they're important to you. Okay? I'm going to sign off a little, a couple minutes early tonight, people. Remember, check out my Facebook, uh, either Greg Dzinski or The Art of Relationships. Uh, tickets just went on sale last, late last night, actually, for reigniting your relationship on Sunday, August the 9th at 7 p.m. There's going to be, uh, some pretty cool, uh, food party trays, uh, available as well. And there's a cash bar, uh, for everybody interesting. I'm sure, you know, pop coffee plus alcohol as well to hopefully, uh, liven up the, presentation and workshop. Hopefully it'll be a lot of fun and also you'll learn to enhance uh, your relationships big time, even kick the passion back or even maybe kick it up even a notch even though you think it's great. Uh, So join me for that on August the 9th at 7 p.m. at Total Sports. Uh, Check out my Facebook for that information. Again, thank you all for all the love and support I've been getting uh, for the radio show and also on Facebook. I appreciate it very much. Again, the Art of Relationships radio show, it's for you out there, people, to hopefully help uh, instill, enhance, and maintain healthy, lively, passionate, loving relationships. Everybody have an awesome evening. I will see you right back here on Sunday evening. Everybody take care. 
The Art of Relationships Radio Show is copyrighted, and no use in part or full is to be used without written express consent from The Art of Relationships Radio Show or myself, Greg Dzinski. Licensed Relationship and Sex Counselor, Greg Dzinski's, also known as Master G., the Art of Relationships will cover crucial elements in rebuilding emotional and physical intimacy in your romantic relationships. He will also welcome live calls from listeners in helping with these very challenges. Heard of the old repetitive and tiresome tit-for-tat arguments? Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a quick, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your romantic relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax to a happier you. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan, but to some of us, he is simply known as Master G.